let me switch the angles. There get my go. friend her pictures in the, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to get all her pictures and shit. I did start broadcasting, so. There oh, you go. did? Okay. Yeah, you don't yeah. want all her pictures and shit in the, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, she want to be, you know what I mean? I got you. All right. Well, for those watching, welcome into 10 Questions with NBC 10 Boston. I'm joined today by Glenn Big Baby Davis. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I first have to ask, have you recovered from the Celtics Welcome Home Weekend? Girl, yes, I've recovered. Um, you know, I, I had some fun. You know, it was yeah. good to see everybody uh, being able to see KG retire his jersey was just, a, you know, just an awesome blessing to be a part of that. And just to say I was a part of his journey, his basketball, you know, career journey. And it's just awesome to have a friend like that. Seriously. And for those that don't know the context, like you said, KG's number five went to the rafters this past yeah. weekend at the TD Garden. What was the most memorable part of the weekend for you being in the TD Garden for that moment? Oh, man, it was just seeing him cry. Hmm. Never seen KG even tear up or anything. He really teared. And I was just... Mm -hmm. I was it was amazed by that. You know what I mean? A guy with so much passion and to see him, you know, uh just so happy about, you know, his immortality is just awesome. And for you, again, you were a teammate of his. So what was would you say is one of your favorite memories with KG? Man, I got so many memories. KG was <laughs> my vet, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I spent a lot of time with him, you know what I mean? Behind the scenes, you know, just me and him kicking in and stuff like that. So um you know, it just it just meant a lot to know that I was a part of his process of his journey, and you know that I always have a you know a friend. So you don't have one story that like is the most iconic one for you. I have so many, bro. Like, what do you want me to start? Like, you know, like, how you met him? Yeah. Well, well I, I mean, him. how you met him? When you met him? Do you remember the day you met him? The I met when I the first day I met him, bro. The first day I met him, me and him got in one of the biggest arguments ever. So, you know, I'm a rookie. I'm coming in in September, and we all play, we all play pickup, like getting to know each other. So I make a shot over him, right? And I'm, like, talking to myself, like, get it up. Like, you know, because I, I had a problem with my arch and my shot, so I'm talking to myself. And he turns around, he's like, hey, motherfucker, who you talking to? Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm like... I'm like, KG, I'm not, I'm not talking shit, bro. I'm just trying to get my swag. He's like, fuck your swag. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that was our first encounter. So it was like, after that, you know, it was, it was just, we were inseparable. Like, you know what I mean? I was his rookie, you know, anything he needed, I would get it done for him. You know what I mean? Peanut butter and jelly. I was the man to bring peanut butter and jelly every day for this man. Like, nice. So um we 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 had a lot of memories man like on the court him giving me the you know advice and just you know detroit game my first game really kind of establishing myself my rookie year i got a chance to play with him and he was just like dang like you know i arrived like dang you're here you know what i'm saying so it was good to to know that he knew he trusted me you know what i mean and um like I said, so many memories, man. Crazy, the arm wrestle, everything, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, as it's obvious that basketball has been and was a huge part of your life, but there's more to you than just basketball. What have you been up yeah. to 
outside of the game? Well, it's a lot of things I've been up to, but the most thing that I've that I've been really loving to do is this comedy stuff. I've been loving to do this comedy stuff, and it's a new thing. Um, always wanted to do it. Yeah, you know, always wanted to you know get on stage and you know you know, but now it's just really just getting it done. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's a whole different process. You gotta kind of like start from the ground up, um, but it's been fun. It's something that uh. I've been wanting to do for a long time. You majored in theater at LSU. So when you had this, made that decision to do that, was comedy in the plans all along? Oh, well, comedy was somewhere, right? Uh, theater major, acting, you know, behind the scenes, learning how to work the stage and things like that. But um, I just knew I was going to be in entertainment some type of way. But I didn't know how it was going to come. And so now it's here and i've been working like just like a basketball player just working getting my reps up trying to get as many shows as possible to just get get better right and so now i have this tour coming up you know uh, it's gonna be fun you know what i mean it's gonna be exciting something new for me before we get into the details of the tour how has the process been of like you said breaking outside of that comfort zone into something that is fairly new to you. I mean, you're naturally funny, but there is yeah. still a process to comedy. It is. It is. It's a lot of hard work. People don't realize how much hard work you have to put in. Um, of, you know, going through writer's block and really trying to find jokes, you know, uh, putting a team together and making sure that they cater to you and how you you know, are as a comedian, you know, um, you know, watching old comedians, like, and seeing the flow and seeing how they adapt. And, you know, it, it's been a, a process that I've been enjoying, right? I'm kind of curious, like, it's something new, like, what's, you know, so it's been a battle, you know, but fun, you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. fun. Should be. And, and just, you know, the difference is the pay. The pay is a little different than the NBA. You know, but you know, you gotta humble yourself. You know right, what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know, it, it was times I didn't think I'd take three thousand dollars, but uh, you know, <laughs> as a comedian, I have to, you right? Because I have no work. You know, you gotta so start I have somewhere. To, yeah, I have to start somewhere. So um, it's been, it's been a great process. I love it, and uh, I'm just enjoying the journey. You mentioned studying other comedians. Is there someone that has particularly stood out when it comes to you trying to not necessarily emulate them but use them as a blueprint well you know uh you know i'm an old school type of guy mm -hmm. so you know from louisiana i'm a southern guy i love those old comics bernie mac yeah you know richard pryor yeah. eddie murphy martin lawrence like there's so many i can name but though those guys got that old school feel Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm kind of in that lane. I love that type of comedy. Um, I like I like some of the new guys too. DC Young Fly. You know, um, you got the '85 South Show. Like those guys are awesome. What yeah. they're doing with improv comedy, like you know what I mean, on the fly. You know what I mean. So, you know, um, I've been watching, been learning, been you know taking notes from everybody. And social media has played a huge role in, like you said, the newer comedians coming up. You have people on TikTok becoming TikTok comedians. So for you, yeah. 
your pages are just like that. Like your comedy is seeping through your Instagram page on a daily basis. How have you been able to manage creating that content on a daily basis? Girl, I just been just trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, I think the biggest thing is just doing it, post right. it. Like, you know what I mean? Do it and post it. Like, that's what I've been just trying to work on. Stay consistent, right? You know, gain more followers, you know, make my followers believe like, hey, this guy is really trying comedy. I got to go check him out. So, um, you know, it's just been a process. Just keep going. As an entertainer, like you mentioned in the NBA, you're an entertainer now in comedy, you're an entertainer, but we're talking about social media. You don't necessarily have the the bad sides of social media when you were in the league. So over the years, how have you also managed to maybe keep a distance when you can or like balance how much time really you're on social media for your, the sake of your mental health, really? Um, yeah, it, you got to take some time off with social media in, in, in a way. But um, right now I'm grinding. I'm grinding to, to, to get myself out there as a comedian, you know what I mean? And just figuring out the ways of the comedian world, right? You know, as basketball players, we have to adapt in a new world with basketball players and now I'm a comedian, so I have to adapt, you know, and uh, try to figure it out. But um, like I said, it's super exciting and, you know, I've got so, got so much to learn. Right, of course. I think it, I'd be remiss because you do know a lot about basketball. And, uh, oh, actually, before we get into that, the comedy show is taking tour in Massachusetts. Yes, we are yeah. we are starting... The tour in Massachusetts. We're gonna yeah. start down. We're gonna start at you know north northeastern oh. area and come all the way down. So uh, we're gonna be in Worcester, Mass, at the Comedy Attic, uh, the twenty fourth, twenty fifth. We're gonna be in Beverly, Mass. We're gonna be in uh, Foxborough. We're we're gonna be in Boston at the Laugh Factory. Um, so it's I came to the East Coast because I have so many fans and so much love here, and and. Um, being a basketball guy, you know, Mass being a basketball city, you know, um, I mean, a state, um, it was just a good look to come that way first and to really, you know, get it going, you know what I mean? So uh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Right. No, that's exactly what I was going to ask. If Was there intention behind Massachusetts specifically? So I'm sure Celtics yeah. fans would that. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> Celtics fans—they—they they, the first ones. Like you know what I they mean? They don't notice like, you. <laughs> yeah, they gonna—they gonna come through. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see the turnout and see how it comes. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a sneak preview of what we could expect in the show? <laughs> well, you know it's a life after basketball tour, and it's just right. about everything that I've encountered after leaving the game. Mm. Right, because as a basketball player, we're like up in this imaginary world, right? That, you know, money, you know, is crazy, travel, you know, um, you know, this in interaction with fans now that you're retired, um, you know, just things I miss about the game, things I don't miss, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, things like that, like, um, just in, in, encounters with Doc, encounters with KG, encounters with Rondo, you know. Um, um, it's just who I am as a basketball player, but now who I am as a person, right. you know. Um, so um, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tour that 
basically you can see who Glenn Davis is as an individual. You know what I mean? What type of person he is. You get to see like really the real big baby, you know, and that's what I like about these comedy tours. You know, a lot of people don't know that, you know, that I'm going in this direction. So it's like, you know, it's kind of new. It's like you're getting to know him again. So it's going to be crazy. Looping back to basketball really quickly, though, clearly you still stay connected to the game. Their viral video of you courtside <laughs> at the Celtics-Nets game. But who would, if you still really follow, like, consistently, so to speak, who, what would, who would you say as a player that you've been following the most this season? <sighs> if you have one. You may not have one. I've been following Grant Williams. Okay, why? The reason why I've been following him because I look at his game and I feel like if I could have lost, you know, if I could have, you know, if I would have been the player that I feel like I should have been, it would have been him. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, the way his body is shaped, the way he plays the game. Um, I would want, I want him to do more. You know, I talk to him all about, I talk to him about it all the time, um, about just him using his body, the way he plays. Um, yeah, I'll be watching Grant. He, he's a great player. I love his position as far as the way he settled himself on the Celtics. I feel like if he can give us six to eight more points, we'll be a contender team, you know, um, a little bit more scoring for him. So um, I watch him a lot. I want him to be successful. I love this game. He's an SEC guy. Um, so, you know, we got to stick together. And, um, right. you know, um I love his game. He's just a great guy. Great yeah. person. So it's safe to say that you are really impressed with the way he's improved this year. Versus yeah, he's, he's, he's improved. And, yeah. you know, to, to, to come in the game and change his game. Right. You know, he changed his game. Completely. He's a low pro. Completely. You know, now he's shooting threes. So that kind of shows me that he can adapt. He can change. Um, but at the same time, he's still not him yet. That what made him great and why he got drafted. You know what I mean? Like he was a paint guy in the paint, you know, uh, undersized big, you know, but but play like he's seven foot. You know what I mean? Um, I just don't want him to forget about, you know, that who he truly is as an individual on that court. You know, so I watch him a lot. From that perspective, then, what would you say is the hardest part when you may struggle your first your rookie seasons, your sophomore season and you realize, all right, I need to change up my game. How hard is that? to do, really do in the league? It's really hard because first it's you coming to grips that I have to change my game. Right. That's the most, that's the biggest part, you know, right? Being a successful college player and coming to have to change your game now, um, it's tough, you know what I mean? But somebody that can change and alter their game can also, you know, do other things too. If somebody that like, he can start shooting threes now, you know, um, then putting his game all the way together will, you know, be complete. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's just like I said, um, um, the game of basketball, um, you know, you got to work hard. And he's been doing that. Nice. You didn't mention the SEC. Both your men and women's teams at LSU are in the March Madness bracket. So yeah. how close will you be following your teams? 
Girl, I'm watching. You know, I'm okay, watching my good. tigers. I gotta watch both, my both sides. Both sides, right? Yeah, both sides. Good. I watch my tigers. I want them to do well. You know what I mean? I try to have like an even kill because I get so mad when we lose. So it's just like, that. all right, I'll have an even kill this year. Hopefully, we right. get to the 16, 18, 8, split 8. You know, um, you know, because when I think about my career, we went to the final four. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's just like I got a lot of pride, man. You know, you know, so I'm excited to see what's going on March Madness with the Tigers. What advice would you, if you haven't already, give the current Tigers when it comes to staying locked in during the tournament? Um, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. And NCAA tournament is about the one next to you. You don't care about everything else. It's about the people that are next to you that are on the court at this moment. Focus on that and have a, have a, each play have a, a quick, you know, erase, you know, memory, like, uh, you know, let it go. You know what I mean? Like on to the next play. Don't dwell on things you can't control, handle your business and everything will be okay. You starting to sound like a coach over here. <laughs> yeah. But like you mentioned in the tour, on the tour, we'll be able to really get to know who Big Baby is outside of basketball. But before we even, you know, fans get a chance to listen to that, what would you say is the thing that keeps you grounded despite the roller coaster really of the career that you've had, the careers that you've had? Uh, my biggest thing is, is don't forget where you come from. Right. You know, before this basketball stuff, you know, just, you know, same regular dude on the block, little fat boy trying to find a dollar to go get something to eat. You know what right. I mean? So just don't forget where you come from. You know what I mean? Always be proud, you know, of where you come from and things like that. Nice. Thank you. Well, this has been great. I'm looking forward to the comedic side of Big Baby. Uh, <laughs> Any yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Go on, come down to the show now. Come on down. Come bring yourself on down. Already making people laugh. Thank you, Big Baby, for joining 10 Questions with NBC 10 Boston. All right. Thanks for having me.